0: I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle,
1: you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality.
0: Welcome to Life Today. Live. good to have you here. How's your Monday going? Mine's been a little chaotic, but That's life, Um, and this week's not going to get any better. What are we doing? The chaos, and and, I mean, you know, work schedule—that's one thing. But life can be very, very difficult. Uh, And today's guest, uh, she's been on Life Today before on the broadcast show, and I'm great, great to have her back here today. She has a new book uh, where she's talking about this, and you know, we've seen a lot of these uh, since the pandemic. I think, I know, it really rocked a lot of people's worlds. Really, I think it exposed a lot of things underneath. So today we're going to learn how to breathe. That is the title of Bonnie Gray's new book. And she's getting into some very practical things, one of the things I like about her, about what you can do to actually deal with the chaos, with the stress. And so We're glad that you're here with us. If you're watching us live, you're invited to be a part of the conversation. Chat is open in those chat enabled places. If you're watching in the replay, we love your comments as well. By the way, I haven't talked about it a lot, but we are in a lot of the podcasting places if you're just listening to the audio, uh, because I know these interviews translate very well to audio as well. Bonnie, how are you doing? Great to see you again.
1: Well, it's so wonderful to be with you this morning, especially if your week has started off chaotic. Hopefully this will be a big deep breath <laughs> and just add some calm into your week.
0: Yeah. You know, it ended that way last week, uh, and it's kind of picked up, but it's not, it's, it's manageable. It's good. But you, you deal with, you know, things that are not just, you know, a little hectic, but things that are very disruptive in people's lives. Um, give us kind of an overview and then we'll get into some of the specifics and the practices that you go into.
1: Well, you know, all of us have been really strong. We've gotten ourselves through the pandemic (laughs) and we've gotten ourselves through some really tough times and we're really resilient people, especially people of faith. We always try to do what's right. We pour out, take care of other people. Um, But we don't realize that there is a cost to all that pouring out. (laughs) Even though we can get things done inside, inside our soul and our spirit, that's where we feel weary and exhausted. And so Breathe, the book that I just wrote, is really a practical way to remember it's important to refill and replenish our emotional reserves because it matters to God how we feel. Mm It matters how our body's doing, how our emotions are doing. But that's usually not what we think of when we start our week or start our day. We're just figuring out, what do I need to get done?
0: Yeah, you know, I recently um, talked to Deborah Feleta, who is a, a licensed professional counselor, and she was talking about some of the research, and uh, the relationship between thoughts and feelings, which manifest in our words and actions. And she pointed out, both scripturally and the scientific community is finally coming around to the, to the reality that, it's not our feelings that drive our thoughts, but our thoughts that drive our feelings. And so, you know, going to some of the things you're talking about, you're really addressing our thoughts so that our feelings don't overwhelm us. I mean, is that a fair assessment of your approach?
1: Well, i think deborah and i know her we come from the same publishing house her ministry is so powerful she's the therapist so she helps people deal with their thoughts and to correct thinking that will produce feelings that will match the truth my work in breathe is soul care so soul care is actually focusing on our feelings Hmm. not to let them control us Not to let them overpower us, but what can we do to dial down when our feelings are we're overwhelmed by worry, when we are feeling anxiety in our bodies, what are some of the things we can do based on scripture and science to help calm our bodies and calm our emotions? And the reason why that is my approach is because I went through a season of anxiety and depression and panic attacks. So I did work with a therapist Mm -hmm. like Deborah Mm -hmm. to learn more about the truth, like the left brain thinking part. But I also needed to learn that I needed to do things to help my body and feelings calm as well. Mm -hmm. Like both important. Yeah. So I guess I wanted to jump in by explaining about two parts of the brain and the left brain is where you focus on the logic. The reasoning, wait, why am I anxious? Let me make sure my thinking is correct. But God also created us with a right brain. The right brain is our emotional self. That's where we experience things like fear and sadness, worry. And so what do we do with that? Well, research shows that if we want to lower stress and anxiety, guess which brain do we want to activate? Is it the left brain or the right brain? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but just, just go with the flow. And we'll, we no. love you more because of your vulnerability.
0: <laughs> well, no, and, and no, I think that's interesting. So my answer your own question, wh- which do we need to deal with? Is is it really getting our thoughts in order so that it affects the side of the brain that, that has the emotions or, um, how, how, what is the balance there? I have a feeling it's a little of both.
1: Yes, because research shows. Scientific research shows that if you want to lower anxiety and quiet those worries and to stop overthinking, we need to activate our right brain. Mm. How do we activate our right brain? It's through the five different senses. Okay. So, uh, touch, taste, smell, um, audio, you know, our hearing Mm -hmm. and What's really important is that when we are stressed, we lean too much on thinking, using our powers of problem solving too much, then we will trigger our body to go into the stress response. It actually increases anxiety. We start to overthink. Now, obviously, if there's a problem, we need to think correctly, we can find a solution. That's great if we can take care of it that way. But many things in life, the ones that really stress us up and keep us awake at night, they can't be solved by just thinking about our problem. it we need to help our bodies and emotions relax. So for instance, one thing that um, studies show is that when we use our hands, any activity that uses our hands to make something or do something, it actually keeps our cortisol level. That's a stress hormone that kicks into high gear and makes us hyper focus and overthink problems, it actually lowers cortisol and it releases a counterbalancing hormone called serotonin. That is the happy hormone. Mm. So how does this relate to scripture? Well, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, this is one of the most searched scriptures if we were to look at Google, the most descriptors, one of them is Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul.
0: Hmm. It's
1: interesting. Jesus doesn't say, I'll give you rest for your mind. He says, I'll give you rest for your soul.
0: That, yeah. And so that is interesting. And that, you know, Jesus being a part of the Jewish culture, um, the, the thought process in that part of the world and in that culture and in much of the East is very different from what we consider sort of a Western mindset. Do you think that people like me, and it's okay to say it, I'll say it, do we, do we put a little too much uh, security in our ability to reason through things and, and, and miss some important aspects in the process?
1: Well, I think that's one of our strengths, you know, as the evangelical Christians, because God says greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Mm. So our mind is something that we really invest time in, understanding scripture, studying it, and reasoning. That is an important part of our faith. But what I had to learn when I was having anxiety and panic attacks is that I did study God's scripture. I was a Bible teacher. I was a leader. I was a Christian author. I think very critically. I was an engineer Mm. by training in college, so I lean really heavily on problem solving. But I learned through helping my body and emotions heal that I needed to learn about the soul. And so loving the Lord God with their heart, mind and soul. Mm. And the root word for soul, interestingly enough, is breathe. It's spirit, Mm. both and spirit. And so it means the individual person that you and I are. So that's where we get the word psyche and psychology. The root word is psycho, the word for soul. So it's the individual. Jesus wants us to come to him as our individual self. And interestingly, Jesus says, come to me weary and heavy laden. Mm -hmm. He wants the negative emotions. He wants us to be free to come to him as individuals with our fears, our desires, our hopes, and our disappointments. He welcomes them because he says, when you bring them to me, I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. Now, kind of diving deep into this, Randy, because I am kind of left brain driven. The next verse, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and you will find rest. So those are action words. So the reason why in breathe, I always pair it with a practical action is we don't just simply pray and ask God to give us correct thinking. That's part one. We need to put feet to faith. We need to practice and learn and find rest. Jesus says, find rest. That's a search. That's an exploration that is taking action. So this book that I have written covers four different areas that I had to learn to take action, to put the truth, have a travel, not just in my mind, but go to my heart, my hands, my feet, make changes in my life that match the truth that I know in my head. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Randy, out of these four different areas, wellness, which area do you feel you're missing the most? Okay. I'm going to list them. Uh, yeah, Go ahead. Okay. There's, and I didn't even know, because, you know, right. prior to this journey of wellness with Jesus, I just felt, well, I'm stressed. Like, that's all I know. <laughs> and most people, when they are stressed, they their first response is being numb to joy. You know, they don't know why. They just don't feel joy, even though they know they should be. But anyhow, the four areas of wellness is emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, and social wellness. Okay. So those are the. Four different areas of wellness. Once I looked up the word "breathe" in scripture, there's over a thousand references to breathe. I categorized them, and they fell under these four different areas of wellness.
2: Okay.
1: I'm curious, what's your kind of gut reaction? <laughs>
2: Pro- mm.
0: Probably the social wellness, and that sounds a little. I'm not 100 percent sure what you mean by that, but if I take it to mean, to I, 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 I'm a very comfortable being away from everybody not not my children not my wife I value that time and they were just there this weekend um but I have a tendency I have to make myself go socialize
1: yeah and I think that's really um that's such a gift to us that you're vulnerable to share that because many of us Um, that's one sign, everybody has a different personality. So for somebody else, they might feel the emotional wellness first or the physical wellness or the spiritual wellness. And so for you, that's something very, everybody has very common, is that maybe in a different season of our lives, it's very easy for us to be with others, but maybe as we are dealing with more things in our lives, whether it's busyness or whether, whatever it might be, we may find ourselves withdrawing more mm-hmm. like finding that we spend more and more time alone and where we once used to like to go out with friends or connect with different opportunities and community we suddenly find ourselves you know i i just rather pass <laughs> right and so that is actually an indication it's a quiet indication but it is saying that there's something that you need to um just get more of so that you can be filled up and when you're filled up, you'll naturally find it easier to want to connect.
0: Yeah, yeah, and i I think I think I'm at least aware of it, and so I don't give in to it. For example, tonight, you know, uh, there's a Bible study group in my church that I've become a part of, uh, and you know, even with my children, I have. I one of my regrets. They're all adults now; they're in their twenties, married. Uh, And I look back and there's so many things I don't remember, you know, and, and the busyness of life would cause me to just get tired and just withdraw. And, and so I I really make an effort now to be present with them in the moment. Uh, And now with, I have a grandson and and was spending time with him and it's like, it's easy for me to just sit back and let things happen, but I've learned at least that. I need to be, I need to be present for these people. Um, is awareness. One of the, I mean, it has gotta be like the first step to being able to, to do something about this. Right. Are we oftentimes just unaware?
1: Well, I, I just love, you know, that's why I love be, talking with you. I know when I came into the studio a couple of years ago, um, I, I just love talking to you. You're a very <laughs> listener. You're very, uh, observant. And that's one of your gifts. You have this gift of wisdom and discernment. It is step one. So I would love everyone to take the Soul Care Quiz. Mm. This Soul Care Quiz goes through 21 different stressors. And after you take the Soul Care Quiz, you'll be able to see which area of wellness you are missing the most. Mm. So it's very simple. It's at soulcarequiz.com. Again, that's soulcarequiz.com and you'll get a number result. You'll see which number is the highest. That's gonna be your greatest area of need. Most of us, like I said, we're very good. Like you said, Randy, as uh, you know, the Western part of our culture, we focus on reasoning. So we feel we've had a good day when we feel we've accomplished a lot. We are not in touch with really how we're doing internally. And in some cases, like if you grew up like me, you know you've you grown up in tough circumstances i mean that's what gets you through the hard times. so you kind of figure um it doesn't matter what happens to me all these like touchy-feely you know five senses right brain that's mm. the thing that falls off when you're busy you're mm. like yeah. lowest priority but in terms of mental health it's actually the most important thing you need to have in your day mm. or your week it is something that nurtures you And so this Soul Care quiz is the first step because sometimes when we're so stressed out, we just feel numb. We just know we're stressed, but we don't know why. Mm. And so when we know why, then we can focus on that area. So say there's four areas and many people who have taken this quiz. Over 7,000 people have taken this quiz. Mm. They often tell me, Bonnie, this is so helpful. It validates why I'm so stressed. And it simplifies it because then now they can focus on that one area and it's not so overwhelming.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I want to show people real quick uh, your website, which also has a link. You can go to soulcarequiz.com. But if you go to the bonniegray.com, which is what I had on the screen while you were saying that, you'll see the link right there. So it's right up there near the top. You click on that and it'll take you to the Quiz. Uh, and, of course, the book that we're discussing is Breathe. It is available now wherever you get books. And it looks like, sorry, I'm slowing the buttons, like that right there, by Bonnie Gray. Uh, now, you, you've got these four R's that help us kind of get into this frame of not just, I was going to say frame of mind, but I'm thinking bigger than mine. We're looking re- refreshing, releasing restoring and reflecting um i know we don't have time to go through all of it and that's why i keep referencing the book but walk us through one of these that that maybe uh, are some things that you have learned that would help some people watching today
1: sure refreshing our spirit is to breathe in god's truth that's kind of the first step of First, we need to know what the truth is. We want to be reminded, right? Because when life is chaotic, we tend to just go worst case scenarios and Mm -hmm. we feel bad about ourselves. So refresh our spirit with a truth. Second, we need to release our stress, release our stress with a breath prayer. This is a go-to technique to stop anxiety right away. We breathe in, we activate our body's rest response because our body has a stress response that, keeps us from overthinking, keeps us awake at night. Um, Our hair might start falling out. Um, We might have fibromyalgia increasing. Our body's showing us signs we're burnt out. The way to activate God's counterbalancing force, it's called the rest response, is we have to do things to release that stress. So that's the big aha for me because I thought, if I think correctly and then I pray, then you know i should feel better mm-hmm. but actually god created in our nervous system it's called the rest response and the secret key is that we have to activate it we have to do things to activate that
0: rest response let me ask you about that because i mean a lot of times when we think rest i think at you know nap time right <laughs> you know uh, but actually you know retreating to sleep can be unhealthy so what what are you talking about when you're Talking about activating a rest response.
1: Thank you. Gosh, you have the <laughs> best questions. <laughs> well, you know, there's four different areas of wellness. So I'll give an example. Um, I talked about emotional wellness, and I talked about using our hands. Like, what do you like to do, Randy? What helps bring you peace or joy? Something you do with your hands.
0: I uh, I tend to make odd things. Um, sometimes this, um, this last weekend, and as soon as we get done here this evening, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sodding some places you know uh but i've built up some land i've i've i will oftentimes make things uh, to use around the house um i mean I, my, my tool collection is good now <laughs> so yeah I, I do very much i relax when we talk about you know taking a break from work which is production work and writing and things like this uh i will oftentimes go work, work around the house work in the yard fix something uh, and that is That is a stress reliever for me.
1: There you go. See, so relaxing is rest. So there's a scripture. It's from Psalm 4610. It says, be still and know that I am God. Mm. Okay. A lot of people misunderstand this verse because be still. They think it means not moving and just sitting there in silence. In fact, double click on the word. Be still it's Rafa. It literally means loosen your grip Mm. and relax. And to know God, that know is not a left brain knowledge. The know original in Hebrew yada is experienced God. And it's the most intimate experience. It's the same word when scripture says Adam knew Eve, hmm. it's the most intimately personal experience. So in order for us to know God, experience him, we need to relax. We need to do things that help us loosen the grip on those worries. So using our hands like for you, all those things you listed, they help you to relax. So to rest and find rest with God is to relax in his presence. So this is holy work because God created you, Randy, with that design that loves, you know, fixing things, soldering things. And so for each person it's different. For me, I love playing the piano.
0: Mm, me too. And
1: there's no purpose. I can't give a concert. I don't want anybody else to hear me. It doesn't add to any work that I'm doing, but God created our soul. It's that part of this that feels free. Yeah. And so that is also backed up by science that when you find your flow, cortisol levels are lowered, serotonin is released, and we can experience God's peace and calm. So that's an example of rest emotionally. Now, socially, what you talked about, one of the biggest very powerful tools is novelty. So in order to science shows that when we have new experiences with just one or three, not a whole group, the magic number is three. It shows that's when serotonin is released and you are able to build resilience. When you have a small number of people you connect with, have sharing a new experience together. So it could be something so simple as, hey, let's drive over and try out that bakery together. I I just saw that. They're they're huh. they're open now. Doing that with your kid or your spouse or your friend. Or, you know, some of the things you like to do, Randy, uh, with your hands, you can invite a friend. Hey, have you first soldered something? I'm working on this XYZ. You want to come over this weekend? Oh Lord. So that is rest. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's that's also teaching someone <laughs> getting in your way. I do want to ask you one other thing because one, oh, by the way, I I love music is another one of my great stress relievers. I bought myself a Nord Stage 3 a couple of years ago for my birthday and Ooh. the best, right? So you can relate to that. But I, this always comes up and I do think it's important. Um, one thing I do like to do is bike ride. Uh, and you also mentioned a, a what we think of as exercise, but exercise doesn't have to be strenuous. It just has to get your body moving that you experience. Explain how walking became, uh, what would you call it? A stress reliever? How would you catch it?
1: I love it. I mean, we're just so in sync here. Cause that's the next area of wellness, <laughs> which is physical wellness. So, um, taking a 10 minute walk is actually more effective in lowering cortisol and releases serotonin than 45 minutes at the gym.
2: Interesting,
0: good.
1: I'm gonna say that again. Good news. Yes, exactly, (laughs) take a walk outside. So your bike ride, What, why that lower stress? Obviously it's always good to have endorphins and have that feel good dopamine hit, but it's also because it's outside. Mm -hmm. And research shows that when you're outside, even for 10 minutes, it's gonna lower cortisol and release serotonin more than 45 minutes at the gym. And that's why the gym it's indoors. It's great for heart health. Again, we're talking about soul care, right? So we're talking about emotional wellness and lowering stress and anxiety. So it doesn't mean we don't go to the gym. It's just saying, if you're looking for stress relief, it's going to be walking outside. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So a lot of these things are so interesting. They're the first things that, you know, fall off our to-do list. We think they're frivolous. We think they're unspiritual. We think they're selfish, but in fact, it's wellness. And look at Jesus, you know, he was often just spending time with the disciples, walking to different places. He was outside giving his sermons. You know, this is just my personal thing. I think God is just He said hey come out of the temple you know this building just come enjoy being outside because he knew that nature when we are in nature our bodies literally experience rest Mm. so just let's just do it with this myth and that's why i was so passionate to write this book it's a myth that to rest is just to be inactive and withdraw it's the opposite it's the things that give your soul vitality like things that light you up re-energize you because all the stress it drains your emotional physical social account
2: yeah
0: yeah it does and you know what i hear you saying uh and i started with the mind uh and now we're ending talking with the body it it just goes back to the truth that, that our mind body and spirit are really they're they're tied together you can't separate them and you have to hit them all you have to take care of them all yeah you're okay there you go i'm
1: clapping <laughs> i'm clapping because you know i i think sometimes it's it's kind of taboo to talk about our emotions because we're afraid that we're going to be controlled by the negative emotions but there's a very powerful ucla brain imaging study it showed participants were asked to view a series of videos of people who are experiencing negative emotions, mm. like fear, anxiety, sadness, and they hooked their bodies up to uh, biometrics. And they showed simply by viewing negative emotions, people's hearts were palpitating, mm. uh, their blood pressure spiked up, their heart rate spiked up. But the minute they asked them to view it a second time, the only difference being Name the emotion you're viewing. Hmm. And by simply naming the emotion, the negative emotion, their bodies went back to rest. Interesting. Heart rate settled back down, blood pressure went down. Their bodies responded by simply naming the negative emotion. So we talked at the beginning, you're saying, let's be aware, but we need to take action. That's a second part refresh. And we don't have to be afraid of naming them. Because that is actually how we can release them.
2: Mm. That's good.
1: When we name and release them, remember we're doing, taking action that can help us to refill on peace and joy. So that's why we're not letting our emotions control us, but they're important, like the dashboard of a car. We've never say you're a bad car because your oil light engine light is on, or you're a bad (laughs) car because your gas is empty. No, we're not afraid. We don't want to cover it up we want to say oh this is what the lights are saying let me refill on what's low
0: yeah yeah all right we're just getting into this there's there's still other areas that we're not going to get to cover so i'm going to have to just push it to the book breathe by bonnie gray and you can learn how to restore and reflect and to have uh soul rest i mean what that just i know especially for a lot of people coming out of a stressful time or just the normal everyday stresses of life, the idea of soul rest seems so far out of reach, but we're telling you that it's not. It's daily, it's practical, and you can have it. I'll give you the last word, I'm Bonnie. I appreciate your time, and I know that there's so much more that we could go into, but I, I just I want you to leave people with s- some sense of hope that there, there is a way out of a stress-driven life.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's hope. I've gone through the healing journey and these literally will start happening. Don't wait until you're in the mood for soul care. It's because you're not in the mood. But once you start doing these things, your brain's going to start releasing those great serotonin. You're going to experience God's peace. I'm going to end with a breath prayer from 1 Peter 5, 7. Breathe in. I cast my cares on you. Exhale because you care for me.
2: Hmm
0: that's encouraging we keep that in mind and i think i think there's hope for all of us uh, you can check out bonnie's website at thebonniegray.com gray with an a name uh and do check out soul care or check out breathe rather and you can find your soul care we'll see you again next time here on life today